question last week from uh, via email from a listener who shall remain nameless. So it's a question about uh, Nembutsu and uh, well he says that while chanting the Buddha's name I get centered, brought back to the present and often experience a greater sense of gratitude, calmness and often see my part in life issues and responsibility. So that's the first part that you know he's doing a kind of nembutsu practice of of chanting the name of the Buddha, um, and that he feels you know centered by it, and and uh, he feels like there are uh, that he's getting some kind of positive benefits from it. I think and sees his life in a different way and feels gratitude and calm and. Uh, but then he says, I wonder if you could speak about any tendencies within this practice uh, to avoid personal and social problems rather than face them. Right. So. Uh, I've wondered often if the Nembutsu, just as sitting meditation can, sometimes um, act as a crutch. Uh, and he's speaking more about um, social justice issue, but also about personal responses to anything from grief to other life stresses. Uh, can the Nembutsu be used as a way to avoid personal uh, and planetary pain? Yeah. So, so Buddhist yeah. practice as escape. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good question, I think, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Sort of a, a world-denying practice, right? A, a way mm-hmm, of saying mm-hmm. rather than dealing with uh, our personal issues, but also social issues, we're just going to sit in meditation or chant or, you know, drop out. I guess. Yeah, but it's interesting. I think I think it's a really good question. Um, it's it's there's a lot going on in there, right? Because he's saying I think that he sees his nembutsu practice as very positive. Yeah. Right? But he's worried that maybe he's tricking himself, it almost feels like. You know, it's not saying just, just space out, right, to, to drop out in that sense. I think he's saying, no, I feel like, um, I feel centered, I feel calm, I feel gratitude, I feel, you know, that, that he sees it as really positive. And I, I think it just seems to me like kind of questions, huh, about um, am I fooling myself maybe or am I being tricked? Um, and so... Well, I would answer yes. It's a possibility that it of could. Of his being tricked, not of his being tricked, but of the other problems that he sees. That it could mm-hmm. you could be practicing escapism. Actually, mm-hmm. um, I think that's possible, right? Um, so I I, would, I think that uh, part of uh, well Buddhism, the critical side of Buddhism, right, and uh, self reflection, and um, if he sees that maybe this is a possibility, then he should look at that seriously. I think, right? Should should really um, see if um, maybe he is d- dodging responsibility rather than you know thinking about something and doing something are kind of po- potentially different. You got to think about it sometimes before you do it. But if you just think about it and never actually end up doing anything, then yeah, that can be kind of escapism. Hmm. Okay. Um, I was talking to Greg, um, you know, because we've been playing a lot the past couple of days, and. Um, 
a week or two ago, I was visualizing um, what we were going to play and how we were going to, you know, play different things. And, and so Greg was like, wow, great. You know, that's, that's great to be able to do that. And I realized, yeah, but when I was in high school, I spent most of my time just fantasizing about music and very little time actually playing, right? And so if the um, visualization and, and um, thinking about playing can be positive, can, uh, you know, uh, further your music, I think. But if you get stuck in that, if you only sit there thinking about it um, and don't actually pick up the instrument and then play, mm -hmm. uh, then then I think it can uh, become a potential roadblock. So I think here too, if it becomes an issue of just you know sitting there and saying the name and uh, reciting the nembutsu and just feeling yeah now I feel great, you know then then uh, I think it it could be have some of the problems that he's having. But then you know it just requires I think uh, continuing to reflect on the issue, uh, continuing to say the nembutsu. Then doesn't that become a problem too, though? Just to throw in a monkey wrench here? Sure. <laughs> um, That's your other job. <laughs> to make things difficult for you? <laughs> yeah. um, if you feel like you're not, you know, if you feel like all these good feelings are, are great and all, but then you're not actually doing anything, and then you reflect on that, and then you sort of end up in this sort of cycle where you're always reflecting on whether or not you're doing things the right way mm -hmm. or getting the right benefit from something or mm -hmm. start second guessing yourself too much yeah you, you is in there the, the, also the possibility of sort of being stuck in a vicious cycle of never really doing anything because you're too busy worried about whether you're doing the right thing or reflecting too much yeah i think that's possible yeah so so again yeah or yeah. am i just neurotic <laughs> no i think I, yeah um definitely you can go too far mm-hmm because I mean, because the other thing that I was thinking about is uh, the other monkey wrench, and that is the the in in Shin Buddhism we have this whole idea of the foolish being who can't really do anything anyway, right? There's in in Shin Buddhism there's the whole idea of self power and other power, and how because we're foolish, deluded, unenlightened beings, our ability to actually, I mean, it's usually our ability to attain enlightenment is mm -hmm. null. Um, mm -hmm. But if you extend that to our ability to do any sort of good work, mm -hmm. then it becomes even. There's this, there's a tendency, I think, and this is this is the monkey rant that I want you to speak to. Mm -hmm. um, that tendency of of never doing anything because you feel like there's no, we can't really do anything right anyway because of our bad karma. So right, 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 right. forget it. I'm just gonna not do anything. Right, right, right. What do you think about that? Oh, I've thought about <laughs> it. Sure, 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 sure. Isn't that, I mean, it, that seems to me like one of the sort of fundamental problems in Shin Buddhism. Mm -hmm. right, right. And I'm looking to you for answers on this. Oh, <laughs> it's, you know, all this stuff I think, I think of as, uh, I think that there's a middle way between them, right? But that middle way is uh, not easy to walk. Um, uh, maybe this in Shin Buddhism, there's the the white path, the two mm -hmm. rivers and the white path, right? But one aspect of that white path is it's like less than an inch wide, right? Um, it's it's not like this this wide road or something, right? There's this idea that it's really easy to fall off on either edge, um, and I think we can find it's a lot easier to fall off 
right? <laughs> to fall off that path into neurosis of like always second guessing yourself or indulging just kind of like blissing out and indulging in, you know, thinking everything's great. I've, I've attained enlightenment or whatever. And I, you know, I feel great when I meditate and, you know, I'm a much better person and with no self-reflection at all, right? I think it's ease, much easier to fall into one of those than to be able to navigate of just living but engaging in self-reflection, mm-hmm. right? And so um, I think that that's uh, where it can be really uh, complex uh, and uh, difficult to walk that, uh, that white path and find that middle way. Because a lot of times I think middle way gets kind of thrown around uh, in a kind of very... Uh, Simple kind of sense. Eh, just find the balance between the two, right? Right. But I think that um, on another aspect of that is that that's really, really hard, uh, and that it's 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 very easy to to fall off, you know, one way or the other. Um, so another aspect of this um, question too is. Uh, Well, what happens? I mean, yeah, in 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 Jodo Shinshu, what is the the benefit, or what would be the benefits that one would get from living a life of Nembutsu, right, or um, of Nembutsu and Shinjin? So, um, are you know, he says, while chanting the Buddha's name, I get mm-hmm. centered, right, brought back to the present. Uh, so, it, to me, this doesn't sound like the kind of traditional uh, orthodox understanding of Nembutsu. Right, of, of a practice that one does and then you know, things happen and um, you know, that you get centered or you become calm. Or, you know, that, um, but I think it's interesting. I, I, I wouldn't criticize you know, this person for that. Um, I think the fact that they're questioning it is really good, actually, mm-hmm. uh, and, and interesting. You know, and I would encourage that. To, yeah, think, think really deeply about this. Um, keep saying the nembutsu, right? You keep reflecting on yourself. Keep trying to do these things that you see. I mean, obviously they feel a responsibility and they feel um, responsibility for social issues and beyond just themselves, right? So that's, oh, the, some of the stuff he says, do we continue to buy products made with child labor or eat food produced by farm workers that don't make a fair wage? You know, um, so those are really deep questions that um, I, I think it's really good, um, you know. And so, yeah, from a point of view of like, you can't change anything. You're just, you know, uh, you're incapable of, of any positive social action whatsoever. Why are you looking you at know? me, man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to you. Oh, no. um, misses the point, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Thank you for that question. You want to oh, hear the nameless one? Do you want to hear the one from Twitter? Oh yeah, sure. We got some question. Is we it from, sure did. Yeah. Is it from Aaron? No, it's not. It's it's from somebody not in the room. I think they're in Ohio. Okay. Ohio. <laughs> um, the question is about Dharma music. Oh okay. And should music or liturgy be kept in um, original language or translated? Is there a case for keeping the Shoshinge in Japanese, for example? Mm-hmm. Um, Later he says, or she says, I guess my question has to do with adaptation. How do we decide what to keep and what to change given a different context for practice? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I say leave it all in Japanese. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you don't have to understand it, right? Um, then it remains mystical and otherworldly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I don't mean that. <laughs> yeah. I, actually, I don't, I don't know. 
They, people have been asking this question for a long time. Yeah, I remember actually in two, uh, 2005, I was in, in that, that conference we were at in uh, Tokyo, and I mm-hmm. presented a paper on uh, sort of American uh, Shin Buddhist gathas, and somebody in the audience went off on this tangent about um, you know, the need to translate things and put them into English um, versus leaving them in Japanese. And... Um, I don't remember what the point of that question was, but mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they were very, they were very passionate about it. They were very, you know, they really wanted to make sure that we were translating things in Japanese. Um, and the whole time that this person was speaking, the Monshu, who was the the head of Jodo Shinshu, who happened to be in the room, was just sort of sitting there quietly shaking his head, like, "I don't think that's right." <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought he was going to be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." No, he was like, "I don't know about that." Oh, um, wow. So I, I, you know, and I, so I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but. Um, but I do think that um, you might think about it different, uh, you know, sort of separate sort of chanting and, you know, originally written in Japanese show, uh, literature and uh, liturgies and whatnot, separate that from a more general Dharma music, um, mm. in part just because I think that, like, well, I've, I've heard folks translate the sort of traditional wasans into English or um, the shoshi, even the shoshinge or other, or, you know, other traditional Japanese chants into um, to English and chant them in English with the same sort of Japanese style, and it doesn't sound right. <laughs> and I don't think that, I'm not saying it doesn't sound right because I don't think that you should be chanting them in English. I think it doesn't sound right because different languages are more appropriate for different styles of music mm-hmm. and musicality. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you know. This is this is. I'm looking more squarely at you because I know you know more about music than I do. But it seems like there's something about different styles of music that are more appropriate for different ways of. I, I'm not making much sense, am I? <laughs> Help me no, out. You're man. making sense. I know what you're saying. I hear. You. Translate that um. for me into appropriate musical, musicology stuff. <laughs> There's a um, Bishop Tsuji uh, wrote something called uh, Gasho to Amida, mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, chanted to the uh, melody of Junirai. And uh, so Junirai is a um, Chinese piece, you know, supposed to be by Nagarjuna, and it has a, mel- a melody. Um, so it's melodic, right? And I guess people used to chant it a lot um, in Jodo Shinshu uh, BCA uh, up until 20, 30 years ago, maybe. And um, back in the like, 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s, during um, uh, Dharma school. And um, so Bishop Tsuji wrote a piece called Gasho Tuamida, which is not a translation. Mm-hmm. It's originally it's, in English? It's, yeah, it's original. Um, I'm looking for it in my computer, and I can't seem to find it. There it is. Um, so, Namu Amida Butsu, I recite Amida's name with deep joy and gratitude. I gasho to Amida. Trees and grasses and flowers all grow in his compassion. His light shines throughout the world. I gasho to Amida. Right? So, it's all English. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing it um, when I was at IBS, so 10, 15 years ago. I thought, yuck, I, don't, I didn't like it. <laughs> like you say, it sounded kind of weird, you know, and it didn't seem to match, and um, it, it, it struck me as strange. But then um, in Oakland now, 
someone printed it out, and uh, one of Bishop Tsuji's daughters is um, at, at, at that church, and so we started chanting it. And I, come, I like it now. It's like, so I try to chant it once a month because um, one of the criticisms against it is that it's not a sutra. Mm-hmm. Right? And so during service, we should be chanting a sutra. Okay. Um, so I think that's why uh, a lot of, and actually Junirai is the same thing. It's not a sutra. It's by Nagarjuna, right? It's, a, it's more of a hymn. So they um, seem to have kind of phased them out a lot at different temples. Um, but uh, I decided once a month when we have Shotsky where we chant Amida Sutra, um, I'll do Gasho to Amida during the Dharma school. So if anyone complained, it's like, yeah, we chanted a sutra. We just did it in the next service, not this one. You know? um, but so we do it once a month, and I like it. Um, he did it in English, so that it was for Dharma school, right? Dharma school um, used it a lot, I think, and so that kids could have some idea of maybe what they were possibly chanting about. Mm-hmm. You know, um, One of the things that I see is, yeah, I mean, in, in, with that question, it's like... Um, I'm trying to move away from Japanese words and Japanese songs because I'm realizing fewer and fewer of the members know Japanese. They're still ethnically Japanese, but they're like fourth, fifth generation. Yeah. Right? So I, I really am trying to uh, be more aware, at least, of when I'm using Japanese words and put in the English word. I can't assume that everyone in the room knows what that word means. Um, and so, uh, similarly, I think that we need to keep doing stuff like this, like Gasho to Amida, or keep trying to translate the things and try them out. Mm-hmm. And I would have been more resistant, I was more resistant to it before, but having softened and um, come to like Gasho to Amida, right, and appreciate it, makes me realize that, aha, uh-huh, you know, if I had stuck to my, no, I don't like that, it doesn't sound right, it sounds weird, and uh, we shouldn't chant that, right, then... I would never have come around to liking it, you know? So, so, um, so do you think it's more of like a, a, a sort of training my ear then? Could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, going to San Francisco Zen Center too mm-hmm. um, last year. And they do their liturgy uh, in, in English, right? No. no, both. Oh, they do it in both. Yeah, I was surprised. Like they do, um, uh, parts of it are, are recited in um, uh, English, but mm-hmm. then the parts of it they do in Japanese, so, or Chinese, Japanese, Sino-Japanese kind of thing. Um, so I was really surprised. I was like, oh, wow, okay, so they're kind of struggling with this too, you know, and trying to incorporate English to it, but accepting that, you know, um, the Japanese is cool too, you know, or the Chinese. Um, and that's another thing too. It's not Japanese, right? It's Chinese most right. of the time. That's and, just, but, that's, it's a little weird though. I mean, no disrespect to uh, the San Francisco Zen Center, but they don't have a large Japanese American community. Right, but Japanese Americans don't understand it either. That's the, <laughs> see, that's the fallacy. Is no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm aware of that fallacy, but I'm just, it's just, it seems like the, um, there's a historical uh, continuity within the Japanese American community and American Shin literature, the uh, liturg- liturgy, mm-hmm. right? Whereas the San Francisco Zen Center had a sharp break with the Japanese American community. Right, but I don't think it's an issue of Japanese American so what I'm saying is that, that, that almost since the beginning of the San Francisco Zen Center, there was already a separation from the Japanese-American right, community, right, right. so there were no Japanese speakers anyway. Except for the minister, Shunyu Suzuki, yeah. right, or whoever came. I mean, like right. he was he coming in that self, tradition. Yeah, but he had a very right. self-conscious desire to um, do what you're doing and not use Japanese at all. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's interesting to me that there's still a they desire might have gone to... Back. I know, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah, just yeah, interesting yeah. to me yeah. that they would go back to uh, a traditional Japanese 
way of practicing when they didn't have that connection as strongly as other um, Japanese-derived Buddhist communities in the States. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to choose my words very carefully here. But, it's, <laughs> it, but that's interesting. Yeah, actually, that's interesting in itself because they've, it, it, it points maybe to the fact that they found something positive in the Japanese liturgy. Right? And so that they would find something positive, then for um, Jap- more Japanese-American groups like BCA can be like, whoa, maybe we don't have to throw it out. Mm-hmm. You know, other people have found that it's positive, and so maybe we can um, resist the urge to, to, to um, get rid of all of the, the Japanese, which hasn't happened. I don't think it'll happen for a while. Um, but Right, yeah. and that's, I think that's the other thing for this question, is that whether or not we should translate things or adapt things to a non-Japanese speaking audience mm-hmm. doesn't change the fact that people already have and already are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the process of adaptation is happening whether we, you know, whether we like it or not. It's <laughs> one way of looking at it. And I think one, one of the issues too is um, to say we need to translate this, let's form a committee. I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> that's what would happen in BCA, right? We would say, okay, we need to translate this, we'll make a committee, and we'll make a translation by committee, and then I just don't think it would work, you know, to say we have to translate this, and um, I don't think that something created under those circumstances would, would last. Um, I, would, I think that it would be more... Um, Organic. Coming out, yeah, coming out from someone's need to... or. or, or or artistic ability, mm-hmm. right? Um, and um, I think something like that would be more um, natural and more likely to catch on. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, like you say, there have there's been lots of, of efforts actually, um, and I think very little has really caught on on a, in a large scale sense. Maybe they do need a committee. Yeah. No, <laughs> anything but that. More committees. <laughs> yeah, more committees. <laughs> Yeah. And then we got fired. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, we're self-employed with this thing. So. Right, right, right. Um, well, anyway. <laughs> even some of the Japanese gathas. Oh, I don't know. I don't even want to talk about gathas. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, we got to cut them out, cut, that, cut back, but to have, you need other songs to sing, you know, to take the place of the, the Japanese language ones. So, so, and those efforts are happening too. People are writing new songs. And, sure. And it takes a while sometimes. You can listen to a, um, there's some new ones and sometimes you're singing it and you're like, I don't know if that really works, you know. But then you hear it in another context um, and you realize, oh, oh, that's a nice melody. Like you just hear the organ playing the uh-huh. melody um, before service or something. You, right. you know, that's interesting, though, too. You don't want to talk about, talk about gathas, but um, what you just said there, you said that, you know, you got to find some other songs to sing, and that m- sort of makes me think that, well, do you what? have to find songs to sing? Not necessarily. Right. I mean, I think that, you know, within a traditional uh, American Shin service, there's this part where you start singing songs. Mm-hmm. But... You don't have to. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the thing about ritual and ceremony. It's all, in some sense, sort of made up. And mm-hmm. we, we keep doing it, and it becomes tradition, and then we think we have to keep doing it in the future. Right, right. Um, and there's certainly a very uh, set way of doing the Sunday morning service. Um, but at the same time, I think we could maybe look at that and, and you know, possibly be more creative with it or do other things with it if we wanted to take it in a different direction. There's nothing that says we can't. Right, 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 except right. for the fact that people would be like, oh, you're changing tradition. You don't want to change tradition. We always sang songs. We need to sing songs. Right. We always sing three so songs or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So uh, not to get rid of songs or anything, but just as, again, using the Buddhist worldview of always being critical of <laughs> things we take for granted, mm -hmm. I think we can think about Sunday morning services differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of inertia, though, too, where, you know, if you change something like that, and then it stays like that, and you end up not singing any songs, and then, sure. you know. Yeah, and so. I don't, did you not want to talk about gathas because you don't like them? Um, no, I like some of them, but okay. I hate, um, you know, we have, like at Oakland, we do three gathas. Mm -hmm. every service and so you have to choose three songs and you end up singing songs that you, you, you can just tell people don't like you know um, oh yeah or that I'm not even going to bring up that one but stick, let's stick with songs for right now um, <laughs> um, what's one of the ones I don't like well, I shouldn't say maybe but um. <laughs> and then actually sometimes I like them but I don't know if, if people like them I know. Yeah, yeah. I don't like singing songs when I don't. I'm not comfortable with the song. Um, but when I'm the minister, I, I've, one of my things to. is to get up and sing into the microphone so that other people don't feel so uncomfortable. Because when you're singing a song, it was like you're like singing it so quiet. It's like this is lame. This is so lame. If I was like not from this church and had come to visit, I'd be like these people are lame. <laughs> you know, it's like they can't even. You know what I mean? Can't even it's, carry it's embarrassing. Tune. And when it's the same people that you've always had, you know, have been coming to this temple for generations, fine. You know, but I don't know. You, we, you know, we're at the point now where we're gradually shifting to, to um, you know, going beyond that group. And um, it's embarrassing, frankly, some of the songs. Not all of them. Some of them I like, mm -hmm. you know, but yeah. You got to start making new ones. Hmm? You got to start writing new ones. Yeah, huh? that's the, that, that's, so that's, instead of complaining, right, should write some new ones. Thank you.